0: go happy days happy days happy days i I, I was trying to think the other day andy how long it's been since we met in bali
1: And and i was trying to think exactly
0: the same and it has to be well i've been here in noosa for five five and a half years almost yeah so it was before that i sold the gym in 2013 so it must have
1: been before that i can tell you exactly when it was okay it was may 2012 wow geez that's gone fast mate yeah uh i was only there for a few for a few days i think Is that yeah like
0: i can it? remember it as a big transition point in your life and we had a quick chat about what you were working on with work from anywhere yeah and um was it then? Yeah. A, so it was put yeah.
1: Because I think, cause I think we met a couple upon... of
0: times. I mean, maybe I'm thinking, maybe I'm getting the two times we met yeah. at, at the, uh, at sharing Bali mixed up. Cause I'm pretty sure I saw you there twice.
1: Yeah. Okay. So what happened was why I remember May, 2012, it is a significant part because that was you know, a month after a marriage breakup. And yeah, that was I, the transition I, I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I went uh, there with my daughter that's right. Yes. Okay, in- there you go. We've got it. Yeah. yeah. That was it. Yeah. Took my daughter there. She was six, 16 at the time. That's right. And yeah, it was just to get out of here and just go to Bali for a few days. So I just yeah. done the yeah. break. Yeah, 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 yeah. I
0: do remember that. Yeah. And it was, it was interesting because it was a heavy time for you. And I had gone over there with six or so people from my gym. And they're all there for wellness purposes and working through their own stuff, having a good time, but also doing the whole geez what do I want to do with my life and so yeah there's a lot of stuff going on but but what I can remember and sort of how this ends up with us chatting today is all is what you were talking about what you were trying to start building or not trying is the wrong word but what you were starting to build and and yeah. how uh, after after your marriage breakup and um, you know looking at stuff with work that there was a direction you wanted to go in that allowed you to go cycling and visit France and do all of this kind of stuff. And um, is that my dog or your dog? There's a dog.
1: No, it's my dog and I've just put her out. That's all right. (laughs) Is that all part
0: of this podcast? Uh, uh, It's it's so casual on purpose because it's just two blokes having a conversation. I'm worried. I'm I'm not worried. I'm waiting for my puppy to come in and say. She never barks. She
1: never, I actually put her outside. She never usually barked. But that's anyway, it. I'm gonna go and grab her. Okay,
0: do that. Ah oh, This is what happens with live podcasts. All right, the dog's coming inside now.
1: Uh, all part of real life. Yes, oh, yeah. so we get back on track. It's a, that's a really good uh yeah, start to that conversation because it, it was a significant time in my life, and hmm. uh, yeah, I was talking about it. It was a very, basically it was the start of it. It, it was probably back then I made the, the decision. I then I had I, working from anywhere wasn't a thing then. It was I just had the conference business, mm-hmm. a very successful conference and event management business. So I was doing conferences all around the world for Caltex, So they were big events. They were like million dollar events. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like seven days a week and I was basically deferring living life until later. And then, yeah, had the marriage breakup and, uh, yeah, come across a book called The The Four Hour Work Week, as you do, by Timothy Ferris. Tim yeah, Tim Ferris. It's great Yeah, yeah well, I, I picked that up at an airport because I was – know uh often on a plane going overseas uh, for these conferences and i never had a time to to pick up a book anywhere else but when i was about to get on the plane Mm -hmm. and it just got me thinking uh, that you know i've got a conference business i was based in bega my my clients my customers were in uh, sydney and melbourne that i had to deal with and everywhere around australia so i actually didn't no one come to my office in Bega to see me. I had to go to them in Sydney or Melbourne. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, I could transition my business to work from anywhere. So, you know, and yet I had the marriage break up. I thought, yeah, you know what? I'd been putting off going back to France uh, to ride my bike. Why don't I do that? And, yeah, that's when I decided it was not, it was potentially at that, uh, at your camp there that I booked uh, flights to France, <laughs> in May 2013, and then went booked an apartment for a month and just packed up my bag, my bike and my laptop and went and run my business from the French Alps for a month. Yeah. So, yeah, so I actually spent the next 12 months after seeing you in Bali uh, working out how to, you know, access my business from anywhere and I practised and, yeah, then I just did it. because uh, you may or may not know, when I have great ideas, I just don't do what most people do and think about them. I actually just do them. So that's what
0: I did. It's a a nice way of going. I think sometimes one of our biggest problems getting stuff done is sitting there
1: convincing ourselves why stuff won't work. Yeah, well, I'm the opposite. I don't even think of those things. And it doesn't always work out. fantastic. Not supposed to, though, is it? Yeah, but no, that, and that that's fine. Yeah, so, and, and that's what I did. So, and the, the things that come out of that, that, that decision, I've had an extraordinary life in the last, uh, since that time. So I went there for a month the first year. It worked mm-hmm. so well. Nothing fell over. I went back for two months the next year and three months the year after and three months every year after that. And the things and the life experiences I've had just because I made that decision have been extraordinary. Things that I had would not be on my bucket list let's so, which I don't believe in, hmm. uh, because I, they weren't in my mind. They weren't on the radar. And I've done some incredible uh, things over there. I've become part of the community over there. I've gone uh, via in, up in mountains, climbing across cables, which I wouldn't have even dreamt of. Wow. I you know, go to the you know village and community events over there everyone knows me and they know how poor i speak french but (laughs) some of the some of the experiences have been extraordinary and they're things that you can't plan you know people get too tied up in planning stuff
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yes you have to have plans but yeah just say yes to stuff true that
0: like i can um yeah, I can remember, I can think of a few things that just happened really well by just going, just doing like, talking about, I'm, I'm watching my dog dig up the garden right now. <laughs> <laughs> Your dog's not chewing on a yeah, couch somewhere. Yeah.
1: It? This dog's only 11 months old. She's fantastic. Uh, she's my little companion, but uh, yeah. she's a puppy. She's I don't cool. know if I get, my,
0: my, my dog might be twice as big as yours and she's seven months old. So she's, uh, she's going to be the size of a horse shortly. <laughs> It's always happening when you've got a puppy about, there's always something going on. Always something <laughs> going on. But I, I like I'm a big believer in ha- having a general idea of the direction in which you want to go, mm-hmm. but not having this stringent, strict plan about the order of things that have to happen because we can fall into the trap of thinking so far forward. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. and we get stuck in inertia you know like oh well i can't do this because what if if this doesn't happen then that can't happen if that can't happen then the whole thing falls over yeah my philosophy has always been and and i talk to this in clinic i talk to this when i'm coaching people that take the first action because you'll get some information out of it and with that information you can make the next decision so yeah it's kind of like sailing right you're attacking the whole time you're never going in a straight yeah. line. It's a, it's like zigzag. Yeah. So.
1: Flexibility. You've got, yeah, don't lock it in. No. Uh, and, and I've been a big believer in, in uh, and I've done it naturally all my life uh, without even thinking about it. I dream the end result, and the rest takes care of itself. Mm. And I, I don't even think about that. I, I just know what I want to do sometime. Oh, that's a good idea because I'm always full of good ideas. And always good but and you you dream what you you, you literally dream without even think about it and I, I do it on my bike because i'm a cyclist as you know uh, and i i spend time on my bike and unfortunately sometimes i can't remember the road <laughs> that i've gone past because you think shouldn't should admit and i'm on here but anyway no 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 uh, and it, it gives you that space to think or i'm walking on the beach and you 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 just think without thinking the end result and the rest takes care of itself to a point of course. Yeah.
0: Well, of course, I mean, you've got to put in the effort, you've got to make sensible decisions, but it's, it's the, it's the action that gets you there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's nice to have belief and it's nice to have, you know, this idea of the law of attraction It only works so much if you're not working. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But I, I, the idea of, I've been talking to a lot of friends and and the, the concept kind of moves more towards this you know, self-help, the, the sort of the, the snake oil side of self-help where people are talking about manifesting. Yeah. And I can see how that can rub people the wrong way. However, there is some, well, I don't know what it is, call it magic, that, that comes out of making a decision about a direction you want to go in. Yeah. And like you said, having a dream about what that looks like. Yeah. And then almost pulling that into you rather than forcing yourself towards it. Yeah. And, and what I have found, like to put that in a, in a more, maybe a more scientific kind of framework is that when you become clear on what it is you want and, and, and to some extent, how you want to get there, then it all starts to fall into place. When, when you're stuck being confused about maybe who you are, what you're about, what you can offer, where you want to go, then you yeah. start chasing, yeah, like the puppy would be doing, chasing your own tail.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Basically overthinking it. Yes. You know, and, and worrying about the, the things you've got to do to get there. Like, don't worry about them. Just do them. It, it does. It does. You know, like I said, I left Bali and just booked a flight ticket, (laughs) booked an apartment, and then I spent the next 12 months working out how I'm going to make it work. Uh, But, yeah, I I generally, how I live life, I take action first and then work it out later. That's how I got my first conference. Someone asked me uh, way back then when I had a travel agency if I wanted to quote on a conference. I said, yes, Uh, done this. Uh, presentation to the the board of the Caltex National Distributors Association in Sydney with a little man from, you know, little boat from Bega going up and you know, presenting to their boardroom, done this big presentation about, you know, how I could do their conference and how wonderful it will be. And they gave me the gigs. So I had to go and work out how to do it. Mm. I had no idea. Absolutely yes. no idea. <laughs> and, yeah, the rest is history. i had them for the next 15 years, you know, doing events all around the world wow just because i said yes and worked it out later i literally mm-hmm. had never run a conference had no idea how to run a conference uh, i had a travel agency that qualified me for sure uh, but yeah just said yes and worked it out yeah and it was it's been extraordinary you know it's a, it was the making of you know a really very very successful business that you know allowed me then to run that business from the French Alps for so three months every year.
0: And and from a technical point of view, how did that how did that work for you? Like if you I'm <clears throat> with conferences, you're physically running the conference.
1: Do you have to be there to run the conference? Or okay, so uh, and and this is the thing that, that conference business I had. I, I was a you know a, a one person plus one staff member business. Yes. Uh they were they were events. Hundred and twenty people uh, in the event and i had what's called ground operators uh, destination management companies running the actual uh logistics on the ground there so i didn't need to employ staff there mm-hmm. but these events happened once a year Oh all right i only had to be there uh you know it's a five-day event and uh-huh. i end up doing uh, uh also pre and post conference extension tours so you know it'd be a couple of weeks maybe overall and because it was such a big event, I, I literally, most of the time, I had other clients, but I had one major client. Mm-hmm. So my time, I just worked out my time around those events. Now, I only had to be physically somewhere uh, for a, a one or two-week period. Wonderful. The rest, and which is the same when I was working from Bega. Oh, yes. I can't believe uh, Yeah, so... And a lot of people think, oh, no, I, I, I've, this is how I've got to do it. I, I don't even think like that. And so, it has to be this yeah. way. Like This yeah. is the way it's always I, been. I, already had, I was already working from anywhere, really, because I was running this business from Bega, which is a regional town, and True. my clients were in Sydney. So what's the difference whether it was Bega or France? Often
0: it's how you think about it, isn't it? Like- yeah, yeah. I can remember, and I don't know if you would have seen this, but after we spoke in Bali and you told me about this work from anywhere idea, and I'm pretty sure we actually talked about Tim Ferriss there as well, because that, that's sort of where a lot of my ideas in that area came from as well. That yeah. I went, I, I can't remember where it was in Bali. I don't know. I might have I might have gone over to Nusa Lembongan. Yeah. And I... Found a little place that, you know, like a restaurant, bar, cafe that no one was there, but walked in because it always, they're always open, right? But even yeah. if there's no one there, they're always open. They'll take your money. Yeah. I walked in and I sat in this area just overlooking a bay and popped my computer open. And I was like, here's yeah. my office for the day. And I took a photo and I put it out to whatever Facebook back in the day. And everyone's like, oh, you know, you lucky so and so. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I actually did my, that was when I owned the gym. Yeah, I did any, all the management that I need to do a little bit of uh, you know a little bit of marketing and I like, look where I'm working today.
1: Yeah, and it was a lot harder back then because you know now it's really easy with the technology oh. we've got now. But it's funny, and I have I didn't realize this until we were now having this conversation. This was right at the beginning we're talking about with me, like I I had like working from anywhere the business. It was an idea when we yeah. talked about. Yeah. it. Yeah, well, the working from anywhere was just me changing my business, my conference, my successful conference business to be yes. able to work from anywhere. But as a result of me doing that, and as a result of the huge impact it had on my life, it was absolutely life-changing. I'm a different person because of it. And the quality it brought to my life, The only re- that's the reason working from anywhere started, because I'd come back to Australia and see my friends and colleagues in business doing exactly what I was doing, working seven days a week and deferring living life until later. And, you know, as a cyclist, you can't climb up mountains later in life. You know, it gets harder. It certainly Uh, does. So so, so that's why I created Working From Anywhere. It it wasn't about (coughs) – I had no idea how it was going to be a business, you know, and it wasn't a business. It was – it's it's my purpose in life. I just want to help people have a better life because, you know, I know every single person, you know, has – we know people that haven't made it till retirement. Uh, they, hmm. they get sick. They don't, they don't get a chance to make a decision, oh, I'll go and do that round-the-trip world now, which round-the-world trip now, which you can't do. Now, do. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, 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 and they, they just uh, sacrifice the prime of their lives, saving up for, till to, for tomorrow, you know, building up the super fund that most people leave to their kids or something because they can't possibly spend it all. Yeah, and, and that's why. So this was right at the beginning. Uh, I, I digress from that, and yeah, the working from anywhere, my business, which is i you know, say more a purpose than a business, it, it definitely doesn't make the the revenue that I was making doing conferences. But it's yeah, you know, it, it's there because I just it disturbed me to see so many people doing what I was doing previous to
0: two thousand and twelve. Hmm. Have you noticed? Uh more interest or a shift in the way people are looking at this sort of working from anywhere, which kind of now that COVID's a part of our lives, is almost like work from home.
1: Uh, Yeah. And and see, that brings its own problems because it's, and it's more than working from anywhere. It's, I I, I should call it when you work as well as and I do where you work, because the, the challenge is people are taking their 10 hour day from, the office Mm. making a a 12 hour day at home well yeah it starts to bleed in doesn't it yeah it it, it, it's it's about changing the the mindset of how you work and that is whether you're at your place of business at a physical location or whether you're working from home or whether you're working from a cafe is we're not built to work for eight hours a day uh straight no it's about integrating other things into your day uh, so yeah, so the challenge. Yes, people are more aware that uh, it has been good because people now realise that it can be done. They they don't have to be at that physical place, but mm-hmm. it, it's brought on a whole lot of other challenges, and that's where I help people because it, there's a difference between being able to work from anywhere and work effectively from anywhere, and about making it uh, in uh, being uh, a life benefit to you and your team rather than a detriment to, to you or your team, yeah, impacting your family life. Instead of impacting your family life at home, it actually should enhance it because you can choose what parts of the day you work, you know, choose to, to work when your kids are at school, which you were doing anyway, but then when the kids come home, spend an hour or something doing something with them mm. uh, and then, you know, work a little bit later if you've still got work uh, work to do but and also, you know, put some productivity tips in there and tools that i use to to manage uh you know most people do too much stuff they do do stuff they don't have to do Mm. so yeah and other benefits of it of course is you know there's more people walking on the beach there's more people understanding that they've got to look out you know they're more aware of their wellness yeah uh it's got you know mental health challenges uh you know actually on that that particular subject uh we had a meeting down here at Tarthula the other day, uh, a chamber meeting about uh, the challenges that COVID's brought, you know, uh, businesses doing it tough, the mental health challenges. Huge. Uh, people having to, you know, put stuff off. So I've actually literally just before this uh, this meeting, I post, I, I uh, created a group called Tafra Strong. It's a Facebook group that I started back when we had bushfires in 2018 as a support group. We've got 2,500 members and the whole idea is is to support each other through those bushfires. And then we've had more bushfires and now we've got COVID. So it's the same sort of thing. But I've posted on there where uh, each Monday and Friday we're going to have a walk and talk on the beach. 7 o'clock Monday, 7 o'clock Friday, no agenda, just turn up and come and walk and talk on the beach and uh, talk to other people that are in the same boat and do that before you get into the stresses of the day. So literally, yeah, that's what I posted just before here. So, you know, just as a, a mental health thing to, you know, to so people can, as you know, it's beneficial to talk to each other and it doesn't have to be about COVID or anything essential. else. just getting out there and walking, watching the sun come up and talking on the beach yeah. um, twice a week.
0: Talking so important. The- this whole idea of these conversations that I'm having on this podcast came out of the idea of talking being important. Yep. And the, and the idea of uh, at least one stream of the podcast being sort of free form, fluid conversations, maybe there's a reason to have a discussion and I'm, I'm very interested in reconnecting with you and your idea about working from anywhere, but besides that, just the ability to talk. Yep. Yeah. and uh, and I dis- I discovered when the few lockdowns that have hit here, and, and we've had it easy in new, so I'm not going to pretend that we're struggling with lockdowns. Clearly, the local economy suffered. I've been impacted personally, like a lot of people have been impacted personally. But what I discovered is even when I'm sitting in a therapist chair and I'm working with a client, helping them through their stuff, I enjoy that talk.
1: Mm
0: even if that is a challenging, difficult talk about someone's struggles with life, yeah. invariably, and, and I have to say this is true every single time, there is some progress made. Something shifts yeah. for that person. Now, I might have done something that, that makes sense as a therapist. I might have been able to help, or maybe they struck something by themselves by talking. Yeah. Maybe it's just the fact that they turned up And they have a therapeutic relationship with someone. It's outside of their circle of friends and their family. Yeah. But there is something about that conversation, and then extending that outside of the therapeutic relationship. Why can't we just have conversations? Yeah. So that's you know I'm scratching my own itch more than anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's funny you say that. I can absolutely resonate with that because currently I'm I'm single. I I work from home, and I spend a lot of time on my own. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not good uh, to do that. So the walk and talk on the beach will be good for me too. And oh, it's when I spent the last two and a half months. Uh, you know, I was up in the mid North Coast, staying in the caravan park in my van, in my uh, camper van. Mm-hmm. And I got to talk to other people that, and uh, you know, you have happy, daily happy hours there and there's that social connection, which is something actually personally I've been missing. Mm. Uh, I don't get an opportunity to talk as much and yeah it's, it's not healthy it's um you know, it's, it's really enjoyable it does like you say it doesn't have to be about anything in particular but just talking having that that, that social connection and you know, i'm one person you know there might be other people in Tartra here that uh, sit at home and they don't have an opportunity you know they don't have that social circle Hopefully they'll come for a walk and talk on the beach and connect with some people and have a half an hour chat. Anything, any
0: kind of connection.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, and you don't know the the people out there that are missing outdoors. You know, uh, got that as a a real, real issue.
0: Hmm. Now, when we first went into like the big lockdown in Australia, the whole of Australia was like three months of what are we going to do now. Everyone was, you know, hair, hair was on fire, and we <laughs> don't know what we're doing. I started. I, I just put a thing out to the universe online: who wants to join a men's group and just meet up? Like, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it every week until it becomes too much, and then we'll do it every two weeks. And yeah. I think you know, we did that for maybe two months or so. Just a bunch of guys okay. got together and just talked. Yeah on on Zoom when you know at that point or zoom or whatever other platform it might've been webex when it was you know it was free because like let's let people connect yeah yeah and i'm just hoping that, that that people are still taking advantage of those tools because there is this sense of isolation yeah and that we have to connect in a certain way well maybe at the moment you can't connect one-on-one with people you know yeah. maybe you can't get in a room yeah. maybe you can't walk on the beach like i'm blessed i can i can walk 10 minutes and I'm on the beach.
1: Yep, same. Yeah.
0: And, you know, we're supposed to be social distancing and all that, and everyone here is respecting it quite well, yep. I, I must say. Uh, but you still smile at someone when they walk past, say hello. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And uh, see see your family together. And it. I think it allows us to tap into what maybe as modern people we forget is that we are tribal. Yeah, exactly. Communal. Yeah yep and uh which is interesting for me to say because i am your textbook introvert like i (laughs) i love spending time with people but once i've done it i have to go and be by myself and recharge yeah
1: yeah i i get that that resonates with me too i love yeah same
0: but it's it's not the uh it's not the common idea of the introvert where i want to sit in a corner like i'm happy to be with people yeah. don't get my energy from that i get my energy my energy that takes energy from me but in a positive way i just need to recharge yeah. before i can do it again yeah so yeah there's it's introvert extrovert doesn't matter we still yeah. need to be connected
1: yeah interesting so uh, what were your observations when covid first started uh you spend some time walking on the beach i'd say hmm Did- did you notice an increase in the amount of people, because people didn't have to commute and go to work, so they actually had time in the morning to actually. Well, it is interesting in Noosa because it's um, Noosa is
0: it's 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 its own little world.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: We have and there and with within the area there are little pockets and and it becomes you know, people kind of stay in their own little pockets. Yeah. So. I don't know if I noticed more people on the beach because people move here because that's the lifestyle that they want. Yeah. And, and there would be a percentage of people that would probably drive south to work in Brizzy. Yeah. But I would I would say most of those people would be further south than the sunny coast, maybe down towards Caloundra. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because so it's, a, it's a 90-minute drive plus traffic to get, yeah. and you wouldn't want to be doing that commute every day unless you had to.
1: So you don't have commuters. You have people that more or less live and work there. Pretty much.
0: So the, I mean, the interesting thing about this area is the cost of living is outrageous and the uh, ability to earn any money locally is almost non-existent. Yeah. So you have, you have, there's this great misconception about Noosa that it's all the silver hairs with millions of dollars, you know, um, sipping champagne on their yachts.
1: Yeah.
0: And there, there are a small percentage of those people around, but they actually live in Melbourne and Sydney they come up for their little adventures yeah most people here are blue collar doing your service industry kind of work yeah and they're not here to make their money they're here because they want the lifestyle yeah so to answer your question it didn't really change that much when i think about it because people were still surfing in the morning or going for their walk or yeah. whatever it was, because that's part of their life what did change was there was less money for people because all the restaurants shut down yeah all of the you know, my wife works in um, Allied Health where she is a practice manager. Well, that clinic shut down and you know, my work shut down. And
1: yeah. then
0: and then people were, when they were looking for a mental health practitioner of any degree, were going to their doctor and, and getting a mental health plan, which yeah. my work's not covered on. So all of a sudden my thing falls over for a little while as well. And I'm like, I'm just here wanting to help you people. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. You've yeah. got stuff that you need to talk about. It doesn't have to be me, but there are opportunities and there are options. So I don't know that that changed with where the people were. What I did notice around here was the streets, and there aren't many streets. We've just got strips. Give it like yeah. this. There's Noosa Junction. It's pretty much two streets and a couple of little joining things where the shops are dead. There's just no yeah. one there. Hastings yeah. Street, where everywhere, that's, that's the mecca for all of mm-hmm. you. Tourist, uh, tourism industry dead.
1: Yeah. Just,
0: I don't look, honestly, there are places that came back afterwards. I don't know how they survived. Yeah. And I don't know what the ramifications are long term. I had a conversation with a friend yesterday, and he's been in the hospitality industry in Melbourne for two decades, maybe a little bit more. And he's just been talking about how they're just dropping like flies in Melbourne, these restaurants. Yeah. So, and mm. Melbourne's like the sort of the hospitality restaurant bar uh, mm. place to be in Australia. Like Sydney wants to claim it, but it's not got, it, it can't hold anything against Melbourne But and they're all going, because mm. how, how, how can you possibly mm. like, hold that together?
1: Yeah. And they're, they're paying huge rents and they're paying, you know, staff, huge staff bills. And uh, it's, yeah, it's tough. And, yeah. You know, Yeah, they and they're the first people to get locked down, of course. You know, a lot of them have sort of, uh, you know, pivoted a little bit and, you know, done takeaway stuff. But takeaway, but it's still hard and it's still... And, you know, they've got the added expense of being, you know, COVID marshals, basically, and implementing all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's... uh, it's not going to change anytime soon. I think. Yeah,
0: no, and and yeah. there are some industries. I just I don't know what they will do. I, you know, I, I like to sit and ponder these things, these yeah. questions. Hospitality is not much you can do. Tourism is not much you can do about it, but mm. except for it becomes, you just travel in your own state, maybe.
1: <clears throat> yeah, you know, interesting so. though that, that the period from. Uh, think it was a, when did we open up again uh, like you know the start of it was it was around march or something oh just i, I can't the remember. blur it's to me
0: it's a blur
1: isn't it but the tourism industry uh you know before all these huge lockdowns uh they they had a huge boost because no one that when it transitioned from no one can go overseas to mm-hmm. the only place you can go is australia <clears throat> they boomed like you Uh, accommodation places were, you know, 90 to 100% uh, occupancy Mm -hmm. uh, for a long period of time. So they had it really good. But now, you know, it's gone the other way, of course, you know, because Mm -hmm. uh, people can't move around as much, you know, there's there's spots. But when it – so a a lot of businesses to start with actually uh, benefited from, you know, some of the sports – stores and things and uh, technology stores, you know, people buying stuff to use at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, the yeah, the, the tourism did actually boom. Uh, local tourism did boom for a while, uh, not places, of course, like Cairns and, and maybe Moose to a, a lesser extent, extent that it relies on international business. Mm-hmm. But some of the regions were, you know, I was talking to operators, you know, just up the, up north in Aladala, Milton, and yeah, they were seeing occupancy levels that they've never seen before. But huh. yeah, of course, now it's a different story. They've gone from yeah you know, that to zero.
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't. I just. And again, thankfully, I'm not in government. And I don't have to make these decisions.
1: <laughs> no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I mean you're
0: damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. don't Absolutely. Political discussion, yeah. but oh wow, I'm I'm happy that it's not. It's that's not on me. No. But, uh, and, and there are always opportunities around. It's just that some industries are, are going to take the brunt of it, and it's just no way around it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, there is no way around it. I and mean, yeah, it's 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 tough. And like you say, uh, yeah, the government thing—you can do. Yeah, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Like, you know, it's a tough one. Uh, I, I I don't generally like to get into you know criticizing. I wouldn't like to be doing it. It's, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's up to us as well. You know, we've got to mm. take responsibility. And, the, you know, the biggest problems that come from people not taking responsibility, not anything to do with what the government's doing.
0: Mm. Um, I'd be interested. We, 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 I love how these conversations get off, not, not off track, but they move off on a tangent, right? We're they, they, yeah. going in one direction and then it just sort of jumps the rails and off it goes.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe we should stay away from the old COVID thing too much. Yeah, well, so much conversation. I, you know, and I think that's the other problem is you you can't get away from it. You know, I, no, I try to limit myself.
0: But but also, not avoiding it, but looking at what what can we do? What are the possibilities? Uh, my puppy's nope. She's just going to sit on the doormat now. Good. No, Don't right. mention
1: puppy. My, mine's a. Gone to sleep, so that's good. Yeah, you know, the, the children are asleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's just giving me the old <sighs> you really you're gonna it, just, that's her little me oh, not, oh, <laughs> not giving me any attention. <clears throat> um, so what I what I wanted to ask you was you were talking about working from home and, and maybe using some of your ideas with this sort of working from anywhere or yeah. You know, when you're working from anywhere in terms of productivity and not making a 10-hour day at work, a 12-hour day at home? What, that, what have you noticed what... works best when you're sort of – because a lot of a lot of people, right, they're doing this – all of a sudden, it's like, okay, stay home, do your work from home. And the, and there's not necessarily any instruction from anyone on how to do that well. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: So what have you found when you've – I mean, because well, you've been doing it for a while now, it's like talking to people about this working from anywhere idea, what what would you say is like the most important thing or some of the most important things in and around structuring work? So one, you can keep your mental wellness intact. Yeah. yeah. And maybe two, not just falling into the trap of continually working. I mean, this is something we could talk about. We small business owners know this, right? Because yeah. you're always working. You, you don't ever put your business down because you feel like you are and you and your business are inseparable. So it's yeah. almost the same trap, right?
1: Exactly. And I, I suppose, yeah, two words, just taking control. It's, okay. And it's, yes, the technology and you can do, you know, implement, and that's what I do. I implement uh, productivity uh, uh, strategies with businesses. Okay. And at the end of the day, you know, the biggest challenge is, is not, yes, the technology is in the mindset. It's in, it's in letting go. It's in taking control. In, in saying no to things uh, and, yeah, you know, saying no to being busy, you know, uh, taking control, having a look at what you, you really do have to do. And, you know, people used to say, oh, if you can work from anywhere, that means you're, you know, you're available 24-7. No, you, it's taking control and making choices around when you are available. Mm-hmm. If you want to be available to work between 8 and 12, be available between 8 and 12, then switch off. Uh, You're not available. Uh, One of the other things I teach people is the thing called inbox zero, which people don't uh, believe is a thing, but believe me, it is. My inbox is zero every day. My inbox
0: is not zero at the moment, Andy. If you saw it, you'd be mortified, but I do (coughs) usually practice
1: that. Yeah, but but the, the biggest the bigger thing around that is the biggest challenge for, for most people they, everyone uses their inbox and this is just one thing that they mm-hmm. they do that uh, creates havoc in their day and, and creates stress and makes them keep working is. They reply to emails. <laughs> okay So the inbox zero process, I teach people to check their e- uh, emails maximum, maximum twice a day. Mm-hmm. because what people do is they they're constantly in their inbox yes and if they constantly reply they'll constantly get replies if you're only replying twice a day you're only going to get two replies yeah and i know there's some you know some more urgent things but you know that's the other thing people think you know everything's urgent if it's really urgent they'll call you exactly uh, but uh yeah so they're they're replying all the time and as far as productivity goes, one thing, productivity, I think I read the other day it takes 23 minutes to get back on track on a task if you've had a distraction. Mm-hmm. So if you're constantly being distracted by you pinging on your, your emails and checking your emails, you're going to get nothing done. So that's why you end up with the 12-hour day. So I, you know, I teach people to do what's called a, an inbox triage. They triage their inbox twice a day. Uh, you know, the two minute rule is if you, if you can do it in two minutes, you reply to it in two minutes, do it. If you can't, you assign it or you 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 put it in a tool I call this uh, use, which is called Asana, which is a task and project management tool. But you, you prioritize it for another time. Deferring. And that's all you do with your inbox. You don't leave any emails in there. It's not your storage system you if there's in, emails should be for actions. if there's an action you've got to do out there you set it up somewhere else whatever tool you use to action at, at a later time you take it out of your inbox mm-hmm. uh, but you know that's a very broad way of doing it so yeah, you know, there's just simple things like that i also like i say you use uh, asana which is a task and project management tool yeah am actually just about actually i'm doing a session next week uh on uh Productivity in 15 minutes a day. And it's the same thing. You triage your tasks 15 minutes a day and prioritise them mm-hmm. and you leave only six things on your to-do list. Most people have a to-do list that's this long. It's overwhelming. They don't. They miss stuff. They don't know what to do next. Uh, using this process, and I've, I've uh, got something coming up called a productivity boot camp. Uh, it's a five-day thing. It's a, just a one-hour workshop and then four days of 15 to 30-minute accountability sessions to get everyone on track. And, yeah, it's basically uh, being productive in 15 minutes a day. You prioritise. You're only looking at six tasks. So you've got a zero emails in your inbox to distract you. You've got six things on your to-do list. Knowing everything else is down somewhere else and it will pop up at the right date. Uh And then you can actually focus on your work and uh, not just keep doing stuff because you want to keep ticking stuff off and take control. And uh, we're not built to to work for eight hours. It just doesn't work. You know, you're going to waste the last three hours looking at your screen or doing whatever else you're doing. Mm -hmm. You might as well go for a walk. What? and hey, guess what? You go for a walk or go for a ride or whatever, you'll get more work done Thinking about stuff and processing stuff that you couldn't do staring at the computer. Yeah. Because your mind's open, you're out in the fresh air, you come up with ideas, you solve problems, you come back, and that one hour uh, walk is probably, yeah, you've done two hours work. Wow. So, there's just going all the through all this stuff
0: in the early days, and you're just reminding me of some just like really and, and not obvious but my brain's going, well, it's obvious because I've researched it all before. But to be yeah. reminded of it, it's not like you saying inbox zero. I'm like, well, oh, my inbox was always zeroed out and it's not not at the moment. And, yeah, yeah. and I, I just, as you were talking then, I was thinking, I'm actually leaving that there to, as a reminder to action something later, <laughs> which is really quite silly because if I could go back into my inbox after we finished talking and I could just archive all of those messages. And honestly, if I was going to do anything about them, I would have done it. Yeah. So it, the mental load is automatically removed. Yeah. I'm just recalling all of these things that I used to do. And you just gave me an idea. of I, I have a practice that I, if I had a better word, I'd use it. But I'll say for the moment, prescribe to almost everyone who comes in to see me. Because yeah. invariably, regardless of what someone comes in to see me for, when it's therapeutic rather than coaching, so clinical. Yeah everything at the start comes back to overthinking overanalyzing too much happening in the mind. So it sounds abrupt, but it's almost, I don't care what you call it at the moment. We need to calm that down and then we can see if it's anxiety, if it's something else, a traumatic experience that's uh, leading to a certain process of emotion or thought or whatever. But first, let's just have you calm down because it's, it's going and it's still going. Yeah. And it's almost like when you say inbox zero, I'm like, this is my, my process is almost like mind zero. And the yeah. thing is, and people say, it just this isn't going to work. You know, they do the, the disbelief thing. I'm like, you have, to, you have to test this and see if it works. I want you to sit and do nothing for 10 minutes mm-hmm. every day. And if it's really sharp, 10 minutes twice a day. And I don't mean sit and look at your phone. I don't mean sit and read a book. I don't mean sit, listen to music. Do nothing.
1: Yeah.
0: Let your mind off the leash. Let the thoughts happen. You don't have to go through any process. There's no mindfulness. There's no meditation. There's no mantra. There's nothing. Just let your mind off. Let it go.
1: Yeah.
0: If you can't sit still, okay, go for a walk. But the walk is just doing nothing while walking. Yeah. And let the mind do its thing because it thinks just like your eyes see, ears hear, your nose smells, your heart beats, your lungs breathe. Yeah. The brain thinks. And whether you want it to think now or not, it's going to think. If you keep filling your day full of bullshit, tasks you don't need to do like you're talking about, Yep. Then, when you want to go to sleep, there's the opportunity for the thoughts to come up, and then you can't sleep. Yeah. yeah. And then it keeps spiraling out of control, and then all of a sudden you're overwhelmed. And it's like everyone who takes it on comes back the next week and says, "Holy shit."
1: Yeah. It's difficult too, though. It's a difficult oh. thing for most people to do, like really difficult.
0: Simple and difficult, right? Like the practice is, yeah. and, and so it took me a long time to come to it because I used to prescribe mindfulness activities. I used to prescribe yeah. or suggest would be a better word. It's not a prescription. Uh, a meditative practice or a breathing practice. Yeah. And all these things still powerful, but do, the doing nothing
1: yeah,
0: is the one that I have found. You, know, that you can't get it wrong. Yeah. Because there is no right or wrong. If I give you a breathing process and you forget the pattern. Well you, can, you worry about it. Exactly. You can consider you doing it. Am I doing it right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I sitting <laughs> in the correct posture for this particular meditative practice? Yeah. We don't need to worry about that. Do nothing. What but what do I do? Nothing. Yeah. Why? Just do it. Do yeah. what? Nothing. I'm gonna you know, do it later. I'm going to test it out. I haven't done that for a while. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. And it's amazing because people fall into the trap. And it, it, the only reason I'm speaking of this is it's it's really, it, it runs parallel to this idea of having to feel like you do need to do stuff all the time, like like the joy of <coughs> ticking, ticking off 20 things on a task list. And they're all bullshit when really if you ticked off one important thing, then you've gotten further along. So people keep filling their day because they should yep. be doing stuff. And it's exactly like you say, you allow yourself that time when you say, go for a walk because your ideas come up. If you give yourself 10 minutes, yeah. boom. Like I can almost guarantee that whatever is on your mind at the moment will sort itself out.
1: Yep. Without and, trying, without exactly, trying. You without can effort. literally go for a walk and or, or do your, you yeah know, do ten minutes? Uh, and I do it all the time. I will work and then I you know what? I just can't get any more done. I'm just going to go for a walk. And, mm. Yeah, but the the challenge. You know, we've been conditioned over generations to be. We yeah, have, haven't we? We yeah. You know, this is conditioning, and breaking that conditioning is so hard. And I've really got it down pat now, to the point now oh. I. You know, I've got work to do and I, I refuse to work you know, even eight hours a day these days, I'm not mm-hmm. sure, you know, and I used to work long, long hours and it's been okay with that and I'm saying, well, you know, it, 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 I can do that tomorrow. You know, people sometimes they can't put things down, they can't put them away. I, I can easily now and it's taken years of practice. Mm-hmm. Say so just walk away, say, I'll do it tomorrow. It's well, the biggest challenge
0: okay yeah, and a part of the blessing of having all of this technology and all of this connectiveness is also mm-hmm. the curse because you can do it anytime
1: you've like, got to choose gotta you know I mean?
0: this like that yeah the person someone I was talking to yesterday' it's like that's got more processing power than the uh, yeah. Apollo program yeah getting getting guys onto the moon and so we can okay. do everything
1: in it with it but we've got to choose when we do everything with it. And that's, that's the, the parameters, key. parameters, right? It is taking control, taking yes. control. Yeah, we had, I have a, a fortnightly uh, collaboration session with people on my program. And one of the questions was, how do I get away from being available all the time? I just simply said, choose to be available, you know, at certain periods. And we've mm-hmm. got tools now that do that. If someone wants to have a... a a call or a a meeting with, I use something called Calendly and it's linked with my calendar and I set it up. They can, you know, uh, connect with me at certain times. That's when I'm Mm -hmm. available. Yeah. Uh, The, you know, the, the Asana tool I use uh, and I I actually say to people as part of, you know, this will help you sleep at night. Yes. Because, it's the same thing, similar to what you're talking about. People have got stuff going on in their heads all the time. With this tool, I get people to dump whatever they've got. If they think of something during the day that they need to do or during the night, they just dump it in on their phone and it turns up and they triage it the next day. So mm-hmm. you get it out of your it's head. Yeah. Yeah. You sleep at night knowing that it's somewhere for you to, the next day, you're going to prioritize it. You can add some detail to it. Uh, you can add, Uh, and you've got to put a date on it and uh, move it to where you can actually uh, manage that task. And so you don't don't lose anything, go to bed, your mind's uh, less busy Mm -hmm. and you can actually sleep. Yeah.
0: I think the thing that resonated with me then was this idea of not being able to stop something and let it happen tomorrow. Yes, yeah. And, and for me, that was something like I just recently learned that or remembered that it doesn't yeah. all have to be done today. And there are some things that I find exciting that I want to dig my teeth into and keep moving with. But that, like yeah. That's a decision to make an exception yeah. rather than to feel like I should.
1: That's still taking control. You're doing what you want to do. Mm. Yeah. And, that's, and that's what it's all about is you, know, you still got to do the stuff that you don't really want to do, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, that's what I need
0: to delegate
1: yeah, to someone else. It's okay to do it tomorrow. Yeah. The world's not going to end.
0: Yeah. It's the, the big difference between important and urgent. Yeah.
1: And a lot of the things that we think are urgent aren't urgent. No. Uh, well, some of the things we think we need to do, we probably don't have to do. If, and that's what getting, making yourself triage what you've got to do each day actually Makes you more aware of what really is important, mm. and I've done it myself. Yeah, I'll have a task that I keep moving days, not getting around to do it. And you know what? In the end, I just delete it. Yes, I haven't done it to this point. I can live without it. Uh, but yeah, no, and it, it makes you more aware of what is important. Uh, it, you know, it gives you an opportunity to prioritize things, and not forces you. It gives you the opportunity to actually do the hard stuff first. Yes. Because if you've just got a to do list, you know, which could be emails, notebooks, text messages of, you know, things people have sent to you, you're just going to do the quick, easy, you know, the low hanging fruit first because you haven't got it, you haven't thought about what the priorities are for those tasks. So, yeah, it's.
0: And you think you've succeeded and had a good day because you've ticked off stuff, but it's not really gotten you anywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and that's the other thing. If if you've got a to do list that's got twenty five things on it, you, there's no feeling of uh, joy at the end of the day because it still looks like it's probably got twenty odd things there. <laughs> if you've got a to do list that's got six on it, yeah, and ends the day with zero, mm. yeah, you are a hero. Yeah, <laughs> you've had a great day. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, no I one would started... do fifteen tasks in a day.
0: No, I don't, I don't. Literally, if I could show you, I've got a whiteboard around the corner. I've got two things on it to do today. After, after I've got, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to someone else, uh, which you know, they'll take up a few hours of my day. Which is exactly what I want to be doing. These conversations are important. And there's two other things on the board. That's it. Like, yeah. I, it's Friday, right? I'm just the kids are coming home. The weekend starts. Yeah. I've got other stuff to do. Yeah. And, and I'm going to work this weekend because I want to. There are a few things I actually want to do Saturday and Sunday, but yeah. don't feel that I have to do them. Uh, that's yeah. that's a big realisation for me that I, it's this, like, you, you said it, it's control, right? That's choice. I choose yeah. to do that.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I, it's funny you bring up the weekend because, yeah, I, I sort of don't believe in weekends anymore. Like We're a seven-day-a-week uh, uh, world these days, you know what's a weekend? Uh, I I wrote an article once about you know uh, working to the to the weather forecast instead of the weekends. You know, so if the weather's going to be good on Wednesday, uh, make Wednesday your weekend. Uh, mm. You yeah. know, yeah, people. That's the other thing people do. They they look forward to the weekend to do mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and the weekend might be raining or yeah. You know, Lockdown, down, whatever. Do stuff while you can. Can't pay down. Do it now. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So I do the same as you. What well, exactly what you said. I I'm happy to work on the weekend, but yeah, you know, I'll do. I'll do it during the week too. I, I, I don't work for eight hours. I might, but you just. I'd rather work doing a little bit of stuff every day and uh, in you know enjoying the other half of the day, and, and yeah, just working it out, taking control and making choices around. Uh, what's important in your life other than work. Mm -hmm. Uh, Work's important in your life as well. But, yeah, just doing the other stuff, whether it falls on a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Thursday, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, working on the weekend. What's the weekend? I recently done, uh, I had some working from anywhere camps. So I got a dozen business owners out of their businesses and had them working for a week at the uh, caravan park staying in cabins and, and yeah, you know, we had daily sessions. Uh, but at the end of the day, they were working on their business, but they w- were working from uh, somewhere else. So right. it was sort of the living it part of the program. But the first one I did, and this is a conditioning thing, I did from uh, Monday to Sunday. And what I found was some people went home on Sunday to get ready for the for the next week. They didn't stay the Sunday night they went home sunday or saturday you know are they or, yeah some some went home sunday to prepare for the the next working week on the monday so the next camp i'd done from wednesday to wednesday and we had our weekend on the monday and the tuesday so we we've done stuff during the weekend so it's just changing that mindset of course and then everyone stayed yeah so the, the End and you know, we've done a a kayak trip and an e bike trip tour on the Monday and Tuesday, as well as doing some working. But we've done some other sort of stuff, Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's just you know, that's you know, Monday to Friday is you know, nine to five, whatever is no more change now, isn't it? It's taking control, taking control, uh, yeah, fitting work around your life rather than life around your work.
0: And there's something in and around that about just changing the habits that we've formed about work.
1: Yeah, they're all habits. They're really hard to break, uh, and they take a long time. Yeah, you
0: know. uh, it's my world working with habits.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, they're, you've just got to create a different habit.
0: Exactly, and and and, you know, attend to the attend to that that pattern that exists now. And, yeah, and. and i don't in, in my practice i don't care about why that's there because that's just forensic i'm not worried about that like what can we do about it how do we go about changing it yep to make to and why would we bother doing that because it's going to be better for what for you for whatever it is that you want to achieve yeah
1: yeah no it's fascinating i'm fascinated by the whole uh, uh, the whole thing of uh, you know conditioning you know the, mm. everything that's a that's a challenge to us these days, is conditioning of generations. Uh, you know, I talk about it in my book, you know, it's basically we've all been conditioned to uh, to go to school, then to work for 40 years, have a family in between, uh, work really hard, dedicate our, the, the prime of our life when our body's really good, uh, to, to working and saving up and then retiring at the end, uh, mm. and, and living at the end, I should say. So everyone's deferring living life until later mm-hmm. uh, when they've got time and they've got money and they don't know it yet, but their body won't be working as well. <laughs> because You don't realise, Yeah, you know, when you're 30 and 40, you think that, you know, you're going to feel the same way. I tell you, I'm, you know, you get to 60 and, yeah, the, you know, the joints start aching and uh, things don't work quite as well. You didn't see that come in. And suddenly all those things you've put off until you've got time and money you actually can't do, because, yeah. or you can't do them as enjoyably because...
0: Yeah, they didn't put that in the brochure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't, don't get me started on... <laughs> that's basically why I wrote my book, because and, I, yeah, that's what people do. Tell me more about the book. Yeah, the book's actually called The Carpe Diem Way, uh, which is uh, Carpe Diem means seize the day. Seize and, the day. Uh, the, the book come about... Uh, because of my life experiences with, uh, you know, seeing people defer and live in life until later. So the book's about, it is is what's called the five powerful steps to working from anywhere. So it is how to run your business effectively working from anywhere, but it also goes into when you work and all the things we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it follows, it, it's sort of a half technical, half follows my journey where I started uh, you know, built the conference business, then went over to the French Alps for a month, and then two months, and then three months, and all the experiences. So it's, it sort of tells you know this is how your life you know what actually happens when you, you take these concepts and uh, strategies on board. Also follows the uh, the case study of a uh, my, my best client who was had or has got a a leadership business as a single operator, and she was working seven days a week. Uh, she has got a little boy and she was doing all their admin and stuff on the weekend because she, you know, mm-hmm. she was with clients all week and so she yeah. didn't get to spend much time with a partner and her, and her little boy. Yeah, so she went through a program and you know, for her, was you know, she's very intense, it was, a, it was all about this busyness and having to be you know, there all the time. And uh, she now works four days a week, and last year she spent three months in. Uh, traveling in a caravan and working at the same time and the business has grown probably doubled. <laughs> yeah. So yeah Lovely. that's yeah so yeah the book's called, is basically about everything I'm talking you know we've spoken about it's about living life now and making time for life now. Sure.
0: Where where can where can that be picked up that book?
1: I've got it on uh, my website which is uh, website wfa.life awesome pick it up there it's it, it's in, it's on amazon and it's on in bookstore some bookstores as well but easiest place is just go to the, the yeah. website go direct I'll, I'll even sign up for them oh wow yeah with my my thing and my my quote is uh there's no such thing as work-life balance there is only life
0: it's true and that's what yeah, I'm it trying got co-opted didn't it. it that whole idea was beautiful when it started but but then it just got co-opted, became something else.
1: Yeah, there is only life. Yeah, you, know, you can't balance things. Other, you know, it, everything's like work's part of life. You know, it's the, of, exactly. The it, how do you balance?
0: How do you balance something that's already within the other thing? Yeah, not outside, work's not outside life, is it? So you can't no. you can't put one over here and one over here.
1: No, no, it's about it's taking control. That's yeah, have
0: we've come, and we've come back to that. Every one of these conversations goes full circle, comes back to a point. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Taking control. Yeah. I've, thank you for reminding me about Inbox Zero. I'm going to just...
1: <laughs> it's going to disturb you
0: now. No, it's not going to disturb <laughs> me because it's true. Like the, the thing that, that I wasn't paying attention to, just with that simple process, is how much mental load there can be just when you open your inbox and you notice that there are 20 greyed out messages that you've already read yeah. and not it's, done anything about. Yeah, and so they're they're ticking away somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it takes up headspace every exactly. time you open your inbox. I open my inbox and it's got nothing in there for now, but it'll, you know, it might, it'll have some in there later today when, I if I check it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I only check it once a day, but uh, yeah, it takes up space just like your to do list. It all takes up space uh, in your head, isn't it, crazy? Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and it's hard. To look, for, I think for a lot of people, it's hard to change that relationship with email and again we're coming back to this idea of urgency yes. and importance I remember, I remember when i was business coaching one of the first things i said to people was do not check your email first thing in the morning yes <laughs> like number one because you are going to go down a rabbit hole and think you need to do things that you don't need to do yeah. and this is this was i was working with gym owners so they're all starting at 5 30 in the morning anyway don't get to the gym at that time and open you like leave it till 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock push it back a little bit yeah and and then deal with that shit in a productive efficient functional way like have a process to, which you talked about you know can i do that right now is it worth doing it now do i defer it do i delegate it do i just remove it yeah but like have a process but some people were just like but but what if someone shit, written, what if, yeah what if <laughs> If yeah. someone has written to me and they want to join the gym, or they, want, they will still want to join it in three hours. Yeah. And if they don't, you don't want them here anyway because they're just going to cost you time and money. Yeah. And again, that's, yeah. a, that's a habit. That's a, a belief structure. Yeah. But I have to do it this way. Well, but what if you don't have to do it that way?
1: Yeah. But, but you're right. People... They just keep all that stuff in I've had clients that have got, had 15,000 emails in their, their inbox. So if, there's another thing I didn't tell you about. Uh, it's a thing called a, a, a newsletter filter. So I made, I was able to reduce that 15,000 down by oh, at least 60% just by putting one filter in that you do it once. Because you know all those newslettery things you get? that you don't remember subscribing to, Mm -hmm. uh, but they fill up your inbox. uh, They've all got one word in common. They've all got the word unsubscribe on them. Mm -hmm. So you create a filter, and it's part of the inbox zero process I'm giving you here. Uh, You create a filter saying every email with the word unsubscribe in it, Skip the inbox so it doesn't go to your inbox mm-hmm. and put it on. I use Google, Gmail, put it on this label called newsletters so you don't lose it. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't get in your face. Yeah. Doing that can reduce someone's inbox by 60% to start with. It's crazy. So, you know, and that, go, that goes down you know, yeah. below 10,000 to start with. I oh, love that we're talking about productivity. That's yeah. But, but the thing about that is, uh, you don't lose them. You know, no. Get, oh, what if I want them? Look, go to the newsletter folder and Later. Look at them. you just you just run your eye down the subject lines and see what you want to read. But it's not taken up. If they're in your inbox, what have you got to do? You've got to delete them or you've, you've got, got to, to do something them about under, them, or you've got to, some sort of action. No, don't do that. So, you know, that's another little thing. But people have... They spend all day, and oh, no, I can't, I've got to go back to that. It becomes, like you say, their to-do list. A thing, yeah, a thing. It's not a file storage Jarrett, or a to-do list. It's a bloody, and I relate it to this, is our inbox is our letterbox. So back in the day when we used to write letters, right, mm-hmm. we used to go and check our mailbox. How many times a day did we check our mailbox? We checked it once. And what would we do? We'd go in there, we'd remove all the letters, and we deal with them. We wouldn't go in there, remove them, and put the ones back that we want to do later, and then go back the next day and then do this. Ah, oh, and you end up with a hundred letters in your letterbox because you keep putting them back. That's exactly what we're doing with our inbox. Yeah. You know, we wouldn't do it with our letterbox. And no. Our, our, our inbox is exactly that. It's our letterbox. It's
0: such a I mean, that's it, just a brilliant way of thinking about it. It shows the insanity of the way that most people deal with their inbox. Yeah, I, mean, I use I use Gmail as well. One of the things I do with my newsletters, I actually went through. <clears> I think it might have been in the first lockdown, but this brutal period of just hitting unsubscribe on just about everything, because yeah. because I'd you know i like bought something that I'm on their mailing list, and which is a bit dodgy, but boom, 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 not just just knocking stuff out of the park. So now that if anything turns up, well, 80% of the time, I'd suggest it's actually something I'm interested in. Yeah. But I, I use the AI and it puts it over in the updates, the little updates. So it's not in my inbox.
1: It's, yeah. it's,
0: it's off in another but tab, the, but I but like the, the idea is, of putting it in a folder. That's
1: nice. Yeah. But the problem is Adam, you, you've had to, you've had to do that. I'm taken away. No, I like it. I like what you're talking about. You, you do, so, so I don't unsubscribe or delete. Everything just stays there, but I just don't see it. But mm. so I don't unsubscribe for anything. But I don't, I don't look at them half the time. But so you, and that's what a lot of people have to do. They have to physically go in there and unsubscribe. And I right. say, why waste the time? I see what you're saying. Yeah. So what happens is, if you create that filter, and you could create it now, you just go into settings mm-hmm. and you go uh, filters and blocked addresses. Create a, a new filter. In the first page, you put contains the word unsubscribe. Then you go uh, create filter. The next page, you put uh, skip the inbox. It's mm-hmm. one up the top, a little tick. And then then down below that, uh, attach to label, and create a label for newsletters. And then down the bottom, there's a thing called apply to existing uh, Messages. conversations. Yeah, yeah. And then do that. Hmm. You do you do then create filter. You're done. Everything that's in there that's got the word unsubscribe will go to that out of your inbox and into the uh, that label and everything in the future will do exactly the same. You'll reduce the, your inbox by at least 50 to 70 percent. All right,
0: I'm gonna do that. I'm running a note.
1: But you only have to do it once.
0: Yeah, exactly right. I love it. It is on it, it I now have three things on my task list for the day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't let me start you on the, on the Asana the Asana triage process. It's amazing.
0: Uh, no, you know, I, I, um, what I do, I've, I've kept it simple and, and this was part of the keep it simple, stupid thing that I run on most of my days where is I've looked at Trello, Asana, yeah. uh, a whole bunch of different stuff and I'm like, I don't need that right now. I can appreciate why it exists but I don't want to spend the time learning that particular system yeah. So I've got note. I just use notes. Yeah. And the little tick boxes on my so it's on my phone. Yeah. Syncs to my Sinks to my computer and I just hit a tick box and it just drops it down the bottom. So everything that's I need to do still at the top. I don't have to think because once it's done, it just gets filtered down to the bottom. Yeah. But I only have I, one list.
1: I, and it says I, today. I'll guaranteed, I can convert you if if I show you the. Uh, I'm sure you can. Productivity in 15 minutes. It, it, yeah, it's so much easier, easier to believe it than that. Cause you don't, it doesn't have to be complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's a simple 15 minute a day process or less, less than that. And it's a matter of using it a hundred percent, but yeah, no, you have to come along to the uh, productivity boot camp. All right. So if goes. anyone
0: else is interested in that, how would they find out about?
1: Uh, well, it's actually on my website. Uh, so again, life. Yeah. And there's a, tab there called I've only just created this tab called services with, with a lot of those services okay. and down there there's a, a button the productivity bootcamp there's a button to join a, an information session I've got my first one next week which is actually booked out uh, so've got, I've got one every fortnight for the next uh, little time and are um, they all the live week. just live. And they're all live so th- there's a, a-, a 30 minute session where I more or less explain and demonstrate how it works. Uh, and then people can then join the, you know, a five-day bootcamp.
0: I like um, that it's live, Andy. There's so much out there that you get stuck on some kind of evergreen webinar that you know is a whole bunch of no, bullshit.
1: And no, I don't do. it. As you know, I've been I've been doing this, you know, building this business for a number of years now. I'm, I've been through all that stuff, and at the end of the day, I I just like being authentically me. You know, that's mm-hmm. why I don't care about the dog being here and the, you know, neither do I. That's how it is. My and dog I'm doesn't not, care and,
0: that your dog's there either. She's, yeah, she's unconscious. And, right?
1: Yeah, and they're live and I don't need thousands of people uh, and I don't want thousands of people in my business. I just want to help the people that, uh, A, need help and most importantly, want help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh, you know, under-promise and over-deliver. <laughs> and, yeah, just like helping it people. It is the though. way. Yeah, and just like working with people uh, in small groups. Mm Yeah, there's maximum of five people are going to be allowed on the boot camps, the 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 one week, the five day things. Ten people at the info sessions. That's it. It's not, you know, it's not a money churner.
0: No, it's good, and then you know, and and it's going to be helpful to a lot of people.
1: I, it's and these these sort of tools, these are the simple things that people can implement. They can implement quickly. They don't have to change their whole world. Uh, and, and the productively uh, boot camp plus inbox zero, things like that they're, they're things that are doable. Mm-hmm. changing of habits but yeah they don't have to be techy or they don't have to you know, change the whole way they're doing things. It just makes their life easier. I love it. Yeah.
0: I love it. And so, so, you know, like, again, not to make this whole conversation about COVID, but it's just something that can make it simple for people. Like there's, there's, there's a new thing that's about that you've got to deal with We're working from home. Now I don't know how to do it. Well, what are yeah. the simple ways that we can make this work better than it has been
1: working? Yeah. And this and like I, I said before, there's two sides to that. There's the, the technical and the productivity side, and then there's the mindset side mm-hmm. and they both equally important uh, yeah. and most people are failing on the mindset and oh, uh, you know that side of things at you know the technical side you can get away with you can you can make it up as you go but the mindset and the you know being available 24 7 and uh you know instead of spending more time with the kids spending less time with the kids and there's probably friction there and yeah uh, yeah that, that's yeah it's gets back to taking control yeah,
0: taking control. And I mean, I've, I often phrase it, like, be kind to yourself. It's okay to be kind to yeah. yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. we're getting all these signals all the time. Well, you're getting a headache. Okay. Maybe don't keep working for the next three hours if you've got a headache. Yeah. Your body's... Okay. your body. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Okay. It's your body's okay stiff and that. sore because you've been looking at a computer for five hours in a row. Go for a walk. Like, stretch. I mean, yeah. put a 10 minute yoga clip on the telly and do yoga yeah i I've, I've had a chat with a bunch of people that are working from home and they're like i forgot to eat today <laughs> what did you do yeah like yeah. they they're so engrossed in getting stuff done and again i'm not i'm not trying to judge anyone it's just yeah. just pointing out the madness of what can happen when yeah. we're not aware and we're not paying attention that yeah. you get to the end of the day and you work at, you've had 5
1: coffees and no food yeah yeah, because, and that's the thing. People are being sort of more productive. A lot of people have been more productive at home because they don't have those distractions at work. Mm. But some of those distractions are probably worthy distractions because they're, they, they're stopping. Uh, I work at a, you can't see, or see if I turn it around, I work at a, a stand-up desk. Yeah, I've worked at a stand-up desk for 10 years before stand-up desk sort of thing. I, I am an early adopter. Uh, but working at a stand-up desk, you, it, it's easier to walk away. Of course, it is. Uh, and we're not. We're also not built to sit. No, we're, we're not built to sit for, especially not sitting for eight hours. No. So yeah, you, know, you can get, stand up this way. You can sit and stand. I stand all the time now. I even stand when I'm, you know, out in the road in the camper van. I can stand and work there as well. But it's easier to work and then walk away. And yeah get a coffee or lunch or uh, you've, you've probably you noticed that i can't sit
0: still for more than three minutes i've been moving around the whole time i just yeah. i can't do it i can't do it yeah. maybe i'll maybe i'll have to set something up so i can stand but i just don't know where i'd do it to have these conversations standing i'm, I'm oh, used to you know like I'd i would prefer to, to, to be stand. walking
1: oh, okay yeah well i use, i often have i have most of my meetings just standing up but i i thought because we we're going to be you Know chilling out here for an hour or so, I just kick yeah. back and relax. And, it looks like a pretty relaxing chair, yeah. You know, it's just it's actually a beanbag.
0: Oh, is it really?
1: <laughs> yeah. it's it's right. a, I'm a bit minimalist here. No, I've only I've got two of these, that's all I got in the lounge, and I had to uh, get a new floor. So I, I took the big three seater lounge uh, out and put it in the garage while the floor went down, and then decided I'm not going to put it back.
0: It's not coming back,
1: yeah. Yeah, so I've got two chairs and a little Carpe diem lounge over there and that's it. There's something to be said for reducing rather than accumulating. Well, I'm actually, yeah, I've gone down the minimalist path and it's fantastic. Hmm. You know, uh, yeah, when I I moved out and someone rented my place while I was gone this time, I literally took me an hour or so to move my stuff out. <laughs> All I've got in my wardrobe is these T-shirts. Yeah, less stuff. You know, other than you know, my toys, my bikes, and my you know, stand-up paddle boards. Mm -hmm. Over the years, I've just got rid of more and more stuff.
0: My big problem is
1: my vinyl collection. Don't even talk to me about it.
0: It just weighs so much, and I will. I refuse to leave that out if I'm you know if.
1: You're going to be horrified when you hear what I actually threw all my vinyls out years and years ago. Uh, sorry, I know I shouldn't tell you that. The only thing I kept was the uh, the boxed Beatles collection, and uh, but I had a hundred odd vinyls and thought, oh, that's never going to you know keep going. Yeah, now it's all a big thing. But I yeah had ouch, ouch. Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry to do that to you. <laughs> You'd be be amazed
0: at some of the stuff I've picked up because, you know, like I grew up with vinyl in the eighties as a kid in the eighties, all of my first albums were vinyl. And then it went to cassette and then CDs came out in the nineties as a teenager. They were, they were big and you couldn't get vinyl. And any vinyl that was really cut in that time was pretty crap. Anyway, the process wasn't. Yeah. It was I had all the old stuff. It was lost. I have picked up so much stuff from the seventies. Yeah. that people don't want anymore and my dad talks to people oh yeah my, my son's interested in vinyl oh yeah does he want these hmm. and what kept vinyl alive were the dance artists and, yeah. and labels Yeah, well, I've got some stuff from dance artists it's just you know it kept the pressing plants in Europe working yeah. so when it all when it came back and when people got used to it, but I, I find it amazing that we went analog, analog, digital, more digital streaming. And everyone's like, well, I, yeah, okay. So I can listen to anything. Yeah. But but I don't feel the same. And it's not true for yeah. everyone. Some people like the convenience of picking, picking up their phone and, and listening to whatever. But I like having to be precise and gentle about taking the medium out, putting it on the platter, and then the album covers holding the yeah. album cover
1: see i see i grew up i'm yeah i was born in 1960, so the 70s for my time when i was buying you know my first record i bought was electric white Orchestra, whatever uh, way back then but i had all the led zeppelin all and all the album covers the artwork and that was part of it it's the experience it's hold whole one. Yeah, the, yeah you open them up and you know they weren't just a, a slip a cover uh, so I had, like I said, I had all of those, no and you more. had to
0: save up your money or yeah. wait till a birthday came up. Yeah, yeah, and it was a, yeah. it was a thing. It wasn't. Yeah. It's so easy to get.
1: No, no, you had to think about it. Yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, well, sure. I've got, I mean, just a pile of stuff over there. Yeah. It's great, no. and then, and that becomes an event. Listening to it, right? Because it's not just. Scroll with your finger. I'll listen to that track. I've got to go and find the albums, yeah, <laughs> and then put the needle on the song. But what's really nice about it is, a lot of these artists created a work of art that is forty-five to sixty minutes long. Let's say, yeah, to be listened to in a certain order. Yeah, not on shuffle with forty thousand other songs. <laughs> so there's context to this. You know, like yeah. you play Led Zeppelin one, and you can. Yeah. You can see what Jimmy Page and Robert Plant were listening to when they wrote those songs.
1: I can, I can visualise that album cover. Yeah. One it's of the Led Zeppelin ones with him, the sticks on his back.
0: That's three.
1: That's three, And that's yeah. four,
0: sorry. That's four. Four, it's four. Yeah, that's it four. four. That's got Stairway on it. Yeah, and that's it. So I've got them all down there. Most of Led Zeppelin. The only Led Zeppelin album I don't think I've got is um, Physical Graffiti. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I've got, and that's, I mean... That's unreal so I've got one one through four Coda and a whole bunch of
1: stuff down there but I'm pretty sure I don't yeah, know if I used to have all the David Bowie albums oh Diamond you're killing Dogs, me Diamond Dogs that yeah, was one of my early ones I've got Ziggy yeah. down there and I've got I um, didn't know Ziggy
0: oh Ziggy's such a good album I've got Low I haven't it's got something I've known, been playing
1: lately here's one I've been playing lately but I always remember the album cover he's Leo Sayer Just a Boy
0: is that the big on the front cover yeah yeah David Bowie's last album, Black Star, is phenomenal. And that was, it's, it's got a you know, star cut out of the cover. and uh, Yeah. But
1: yeah. It, it's like an it's event so hard, to listen it. to
0: that. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I love it. I remember now we're off on a tangent. We could be here for another three hours. If you get me into music <laughs> and vinyl, we're off, yeah. we're gone. I, I, I won't, I mean, it's it, the kids have got shoes and everything down there. So I'm not going to expose the universe to what this looks like. <laughs> but I, I found a, 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 an artist last year. His name's Leon Bridges. And he has this 60 sensibility soul R and B. he put out this album called coming home. And it's a red cover, so go and look for it if you can. I mean, even if you have to stream it. Leon Bridges coming home, yeah. and it's such a beautiful throwback and homage to this wonderful soul R and B music of the '60s. Even the front cover—it looks like this album should be from like when I first saw it. It was one of those. Did I miss this? You know, yeah. like, is this—is this something old? No, it's not old. Like it came out 2016. Oh really? And it's just the bee's knees. Like he's—he's he's the business, this kid. And he's just put a new album out. And I said, I said to my wife, I said, babe, that's the next one. My birthday's coming up. Get that one there. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and
1: that's but, it. That's what it was. It was a, yeah, a birthday thing. You have to, like, say, save up from back then. Yeah. <clears throat> order that one. <laughs> and for us, like, here,
0: there's, there's, record not a record, there's not a record store. Anywhere near Noosa, I've got to go for a drive. I think, yeah. you know, probably down to Maroochydore to something awful like a, a big place down there, or I, or I have to go to Nambour to the old second-hand store.
1: Yeah. So it's an yeah, event. I, I, I used to be a, in a record club, I think, even back then, where you you, buy a, you oh, get yeah. a mail to you.
0: Well, you can do that. Now, the difficulty with mailing vinyl, and I've had some problems with this, is uh, let's just say the people that are delivering it have, have no care. Yeah. And I've, I've had them turn up with the covers ruined, the vinyl just warped oh. all over the place. And oh. then you have to go back to the supplier and say, look, it's turned up, here's a photo of it. What are we going to do about this? Because this is not usable. And they've got to wear it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but, and then sometimes they turn up and they're, they're pristine and they're perfect. So males are, but, and I mean, and then of course, it's heavy. So if yeah. you're getting it sent over from the States, it can be a $40 album that you pay $35 shipping for. <laughs>
1: Yeah, God, I don't, yeah. How much is an album these
0: days? I, well, it used to be quite cheap, but now that it's popular, it's all expensive. Like, I mean, you could pay sixty dollars for an album.
1: Oh, uh, God! I remember. I don't remember how much they were back way back in the day, but oh, yeah, you know, it would have been eight or nine
0: dollars. You know, something like that. I remember. When, I mean, when I was a kid, fifteen dollars or something in the in the eighties. But, you know, I mean, expensive. relatively speaking, they probably should be around the $40 mark, $45 mark, but some of them, like, some of them astronomically priced.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I could have sold mine anyway. Never mind. You could have. You could have, but it is what it is.
1: That's right. Pass. Let it go. Yeah.
0: And we shall. And on that note. Yes. Thank you so much, Andy. It's
1: been a great thank chat. You. This has been fantastic. I've enjoyed it. It's, That's good. And uh, huh? thanks for the opportunity to yeah, just have a chat. I, I just thought it's
0: uh it's kismet wanting to do this podcast thinking about who i haven't connected with for a long time yeah and then how that might be beneficial to anyone who bothers to tune in and i was like yeah i know a, i know a guy <laughs>